This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Thursday morning. Got a loaded up show for you today. Coming up in about three or four minutes, we're going to have Brittany Wagner, who's an academic advisor at East Mississippi Community College. Going to talk about the Last Chance You documentary series produced by Netflix, showcasing the 2015 football season for East Mississippi Community College. I think this spun off of a, a, a newspaper, or excuse me, a, a magazine uh, article that was done a couple of years ago um, by the same name or a similar name anyway. So a, a lot of recognition for the community college in Scuba and in turn um, a lot of recognition for the MACJC, uh, uh, a dynamite football league. So that's Brittany Wagner coming up in just a couple of minutes at uh, 1020. We'll talk with Laurie Hyden from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and uh, she'll tell us a little bit about um, a couple of visits Happening this week, Southern Miss, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, football players and coaches visiting Batson Hospital, visiting uh, the kids at the hospital there. And uh, she talks a little bit about the experience for both the children that are in the hospital and the football players and coaches and uh, kind of, you know, what a, what a great experience that is for both. Uh, and uh, it was really fun talking to Laura yesterday. We'll uh, uh, play that at 1020 at 1035. Sam is uh, Sam's going to share with us some some comments that he caught from uh, Ross Bjork, the athletic director at uh, Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze, the head football coach at the uh, uh, one of the summer events at the Jackson Country Club. Uh, they had a, a, a tour de force yeah. around the state here Uh just a couple of days ago. I think they're doing them all week. over the southeast. And, yeah. uh, Jackson's was, uh, I guess, Tuesday night. They were in Memphis on Monday. Hugh Freeze was on ESPN all day Tuesday. Flew, I think, back to Jackson. I think he took a shower at the country club and then came out <laughs> and did his uh, and did his deal. So well, uh, I'm sure there are worse places to take a shower. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But I'm uh, sure I'm sure a lot of people that we know have taken <laughs> have taken showers in worse places. But yeah, it's a it, whirlwind day for them and all the coaches. I think from uh, from the SEC earlier this week. Right. Uh, and then at 1045, Mike Jones, the athletic director at Mississippi College, will be on the program. MC has uh, completed their four-year jump from Division Three of the NCAA to Division Two. A lot of hoops uh, and a lot of logistic work had to go into that jump. And just this past week, they got the all-clear there. A full-fledged member of Division Two back in the Gulf South Conference and rivals with Delta State and some other schools like West Alabama, again, that are uh, close by. A really good deal for Mississippi College, and uh, Coach Jones, a big part of that. We'll start it off with Brittany Wagner, who is an academic advisor at East Mississippi Community College, talking a little bit about Last Chance You, the documentary from Netflix. Brittany, thank you for your time, and good morning. Good morning. Thank you. And, Jay, before we get too far, Brittany's also a Clinton Arrow alum, too, so uh, we got to get as much Clinton in the show as we possibly can. So, <laughs> Right. I am. Great place. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us a little, about, a little bit about the experience uh, of having this uh, you know, production crew and everything else going on 
uh, during the entire 2015 season, a little bit about how it came about and, and maybe uh, what it was like having those guys around you. Your, your whole 2015 football season was like a reality show. <laughs> well, I'm going to call it a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, not so much of a reality show, but yeah, it was, it, it, it was, it's been surreal, honestly. Um, it came about from an article that was in GQ magazine in 2014, um, written by a, a journalist by the name of Drew Jabera. And he, you'll also see him a little bit in the documentary series, but he was here for a while, did an article in GQ, um, through that article, um, this, this series came about. With, some, with a company out of L.A., and then the producer, Greg Whiteley, who is also out of Los Angeles, um, who has done a lot of work. He did the documentary Mitt that won um, some awards and is, was also a Netflix documentary. So um, anyway, that's how it came about. They came in August, and they were here until December, so they were here the whole season. They, at, we had a, I had a film crew in my office um, every day, all day, <laughs> just sitting, waiting, <laughs> filming everything. Um, there was also a film crew in the football coaches' offices and then another film crew that kind of floated around with players in the dorms. Um, obviously, all of them took a lot more cameras and a lot more um, individuals on the field for practice and then games, obviously, to get the footage for that. So they were here, and, um, you know, I think they, they the, the documentary is excellent. It is very well done, and it is a true depiction of, I think, what happens behind the scenes of a championship program. I think they did a really good job of capturing um, the essence of, of who we are as people um, and then also as a successful football program. Brittany, the documentary premieres on Netflix on uh, July 29th. I watched the trailer uh, last night. I was reading some stuff about it, and it described you as a vivacious advisor to the football program. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, yes. I, and then yesterday. I need your agent. An article, there was an article yesterday that came out, and I was described as a a steely, a steely um, mother hen. Oh wow! <laughs> so I, I'm not sure where they're getting these adjectives from. Yeah, they they uh, <laughs> they're really they're really painting quite a picture here for the uh, for the documentary. But tell everybody what your role is at East Mississippi Community College uh, with these guys. Of course, it says that you try and keep uh, these guys eligible and and on the right track academically to uh, to get out of. Uh, you know, some of them are in a situation like we'll talk about a few of the athletes uh, here in just a little bit, but uh, just keep them on the on the right track to getting a scholarship and uh, and getting out of scuba and getting into a four year university. Right. I mean, it's a it's a long process, and and you know, a lot of them are here because of academic issues. They, that most of our football players are D one talent that didn't have the grades to qualify to go straight to the to the D one institution. So that's why they're here, and academics is a struggle for them. Um, I often kind of use the analogy that if you put me on the football field and gave me some pads and a playbook I would I would be lost I wouldn't know what to do I'd be in over my head and for for a lot of these individuals that's how they feel in the classroom the football part of it they've got they're comfortable they understand it they're passionate about it and when you put them in a classroom setting they're in you know they're in over their head they're overwhelmed they don't know what to do and they don't know how to do it and a lot of times they don't really know how to ask for help so you know, that is my role is it, it is kind of the mother hen. I mean, it, it is academics and I do handle the eligibility. I do handle kind of the X's and O's of making sure that they're taking the classes that they need to take to be D1 eligible. But that is only a small portion of what I do on a daily basis. I mean, on a daily basis, I am really mothering these young men. I mean, I am, you know, teaching them life skills i'm teaching them note taking how do you or, you know how do you organize a binder how do you take notes in a classroom how do you sit there for an hour and 15 minutes 
and try to focus and concentrate? How do you study for a test? How do you write a paper? Um, you know, how do you do this this math work? So a lot of it is is actual just kind of life coaching through the academic process. And for you know, for me and maybe and maybe you guys growing up in Clinton and growing up in an educated family that where education was stressed and important, that was second nature to me. When I went to college, I already had those skills. I already knew what to do. But for a lot of these individuals, that is not their case. That is not their background. And they, and they didn't come from that. They came from an environment where athletics was stressed because that's what they were good at. And academics maybe was, was, was not as important or not stressed. Um, and so they struggle. And it's not that they're not smart. It's not that they can't do the academic work. It's just that it's, it's not been ingrained in them um, like it has been for, for you and I. Brittany Wagner is our guest, academic advisor at East Mississippi Community College. Let me ask you: Does does the documentary at at some point does it does it take on you know maybe a couple of players and kind of follow their stories individually, or do you kind of get to kind of like a cross section of the whole team and and how how the whole team kind of moves on a day to day basis? Right. It definitely follows certain players. Um, there's about five players. Two in particular that I, I, I think the audience is really going to fall in love with, but there's five players that it, it kind of hones in on and follows, as well as Coach Stevens and then myself. Um, so you kind of get, you definitely get the football aspect, aspect of it. So for the football fans out there, I mean, there's definitely a lot of practice and game footage and kind of the behind the scenes of what goes into that. But there is also, a, it's very balanced with the life stories of some of these players. They go home with a few of the players to where they grew up. They show their background. They show their stories of, of how they got here. And then they do follow them on a day-to-day basis. There's a lot of footage in my office where there's a lot of life coaching going on. Um, and sometimes just, you know, just regular conversation. Um, but they do, they do pick um, two players in particular that they really, they really follow. And you, and you do, you become connected to these players almost instantaneously. Um, I would say within the first two episodes, I think the audience will really connect with some of these, with some of these players. Brittany, you mentioned coach buddy Stevens. Uh, you know, he, he's kind of a lightning rod for opinion. Uh, and specifically <laughs> this last season was not without controversy surrounding him specifically. I wonder what, what your opinion is of how he uh, and his, his true personality was depicted in the, the documentary. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for him at all, but uh, you know, I think that anytime you have cameras in your face, you know, I, I've said this that it's it's one thing to be an actor and actress and to have your your body of work put out for everyone to to judge and criticize. It's another thing when you're playing yourself, when you're just being yourself, you know, and and you have a camera filming you as a as an individual and as a human being on a daily basis. And you know, none of us are perfect. None of us are going to act the way that we, we should or, or want to on a daily basis. But, you know, I think Coach Stevens is a very passionate person, much like myself. And he does a great job, you know. Um, anytime that you're, you're followed in a, in a daily like this, you know, are there going to be some things that I watch back and say, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that or done that. Yeah, are there going to be some things that he may think that way about? You know, I don't know. But, but um, you know, I think he's a great coach. I think he's very passionate about it. And I think you definitely see both sides of him in the documentary. 
Rudy, what is it about him that uh, in this program that seems to be able to revitalize some troubled players? Of course, uh, you and I were talking on the phone yesterday. Bo Wallace gets into a fight, basically, with uh, Hugh Freeze, gets kind of uh, booted out of Arkansas State and goes there, wins a national championship, goes to Ole Miss, and uh, is kind of, or at least in my opinion, should be credited with the revival a little bit of the football program along with Hugh Freeze. Chad Kelly, of course, uh, his troubles are documented in the DQ article. Uh, he had a little bit of an issue when he got to Ole Miss, but seemingly has calmed down and is uh, going into the season as you know a, a top ten finalist, maybe for the Heisman Trophy, and certainly considered one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Uh, what does he do to? What does he have? And what do you guys do to these players to kind of get through to them that other people and uh, and coaches that uh, seemingly should be able to do it? Dabo Sweeney. I mean, he just took Clemson to the national championship and he couldn't do it. So uh, what? What is? Uh, what do you guys? Uh, what the? What formula do you use down there? Well, I, you know, I don't want to give away all of our secrets, but you know. <laughs> that's what the Netflix documentary is for. <laughs> but I do feel like we, you know, that's kind of our thing, and I think that we do a good job of it. I think it's a combination of of myself and of of Coach Stevens and our assistant coaches, um, in the in the just the structure and discipline and kind of the well roundedness that we serve the athlete in all areas of their life. Um, I also do think that you know it's not that it's scuba. I mean that it's a very humbling experience for a player that's been at Florida state or Clemson or, you know, this high profile program that's in a great location and, and got all these, all, all this, all this stuff, you know, around them to, to land in scuba and, and they get here and, and there's nothing. And um, that's a humbling experience. So I think some of that happens without us doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I do think, I think that we are very good at, at balancing out. It's not just football here. I mean, these athletes don't just come here. They're not just thrown into a program where academics doesn't matter. We're not using them for two years to win a national championship. And then, you know, they have no degree, they have no eligibility, and we've just used them. I mean, we're not doing that. And I think that there are programs out there that, you know, that's what happens, and, and we're not one of them. I mean, they are, they get the full package here of academics is just as important as athletics at this institution, and I think it shows on a daily basis, and I think you'll see that in the documentary, that we nothing is given to these guys. Nothing on the field is given to them, and nothing in the classroom is given to them, and they are taught how to work while they are here. And I, th- I just think it's a humbling experience. I, was, I think the size of it, I think our – everybody on campus our faculty our staff I mean these kids are supported they work but they also are supported and and, you know um, it's tough to be here it's a tough program to be successful within but there's a lot of support and a lot of love that is given to these players while they're here and I think that's why we've been so successful with the second chances that that we've allowed you know these kids to have. Brittany Wagner Academic Advisor at East Mississippi Community College. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you all. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I wanted to see it. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking very much forward yeah, to it. Yeah, thanks, Brittany. That's, that was great. My wife is uh, very, very excited about watching this <laughs> watching this thing after the trailer last night. Yep, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Last Chance You, a Netflix documentary, a six-part documentary, will debut streaming online July 29th. 2016. We're looking very much forward to it. Uh, Documenting their 2015 football season in the MACJC. We'll take a break. When we come back, Laurie Hyden from the University of Mississippi Medical Center. We're going to talk about Ole Miss State and Southern Miss athletes and coaches visiting the kids at Blair Batson Hospital. That's coming up after this break with Sam Wells and Jay White. This is MPB's Season Pass. 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Mississippi State and Southern Miss's teams, as well as Ole Miss, are to cheer on the Batson Children's Hospital patients. A great story that we see many times uh, over the years, and it is happening today, and it has happened this week already. We have uh, Laurie Hyden with the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Laurie, thank you so much for your time this morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Well, if you will, a little bit about how this gets set up. I know college football coaches and football players are, are players are extremely busy. They're usually practicing or at school, and coaches are out recruiting when they're not helping the players practice. And so I'm sure it is hard to schedule a thing like this. Um, it is hard, but um, they are very supportive. All of our state universities are very supportive and want to come and give back to our community, and they do that through um, visiting with our children here at Bats and Children's. So a little bit about uh, how how it works usually, because I know, you know, maybe we see a picture or a snippet here or there, but it's not something that uh, I know the coaches and the players, and I'm sure the hospital is the same way. The medical center doesn't want this to be a gigantic media thing. You want this to stay sincere to what it is, and it's a it's a great moment for uh, the children that are in the hospital. And I'm sure it's it's just as rewarding for the coaches and the players it is and what how it happens is we get a phone call um well in advance of um time best you know for the teams to come and they try to do it simultaneously with something that is going on so you know they're here for a full day um sometimes it's training and sometimes it's other events um but they love to bring um their teams and we get all sports um but they set up to come, and we have activity rooms on our floors um, at Bats and Children's, and we take them to our activity rooms. They interact with our children, um, and then we do room-to-room visits as well for those children that can't get to the activity rooms. And it's got to be so, uh, as Jay said, it's got to be so rewarding for the players. What kind of uh, just a reaction from uh, the players uh, do you get when uh, when they come in and see uh, just what a wonderful hospital and facility that is uh, for the state of Mississippi and for the children in the area? They are so impressive. Um, you can have the the biggest guy, you know, on the football team um, melt when he <laughs> sees one of our little ones. And they, I have seen them dance. I have seen them sing. I have seen them play games. Um, I've seen them put puzzles together and make arts and crafts. Um, it's like there are no barriers. You know, it's like we, you know, the, they are fighting battles on the football field or basketball courts. Um, and they see the battles that our children are fighting um, here, and it's like one big happy family. Well, when the teams and uh, are there at the same time, uh, <laughs> is that kind of a you know a little bit of a kicks in a little bit of a rivalry thing with them, or is it just kind of every all that stuff goes out the window and it's all about the children at that point? It, it 
all goes out the window at that point. We have some fun moments. Um, I know last year when um, Southern and State were here at the same time, knowing that they were going to be playing each other. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wow. Yeah, and, just, those, and in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, those two mascots saw each other, they shrugged, and then gave each other a big hug. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That's a moment made for video if there ever was one. Absolutely. <laughs> Good thing we have social media. We can, uh, we can see stuff like <laughs> that's that. right. <laughs> well, let me ask you, that, you know, I, I'm sure there are plenty of kids that, you know, maybe aren't into football specifically or, you know, sometimes maybe the, the football players may, you know, the, the 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 significance of it may fall on, you know, some of the little girls that are in the hospital. But I, I know also there are girls and boys that are super huge football fans. And I can imagine when some of these folks walk through the door, the reaction you get from some of the people. We do. I, they You just see joy all over their face. And it's like for a moment time standstills for them you know they're able to see heroes um, in the form of football cheerleaders even the mascot and um, you know when they get a a quick touch or a hello it makes all the difference in the world for them and their families so it's a time of humongous smiles um, when teams come through here Laurie, talk just a little bit about Larry Batson Hospital. I know most of the people that are listening to this show know all about what you guys uh, do and bring to the state of Mississippi. But uh, if you would, just share a little bit uh, about that. The story is a great one and never uh, can be told too many times. Oh, absolutely. Well, being the only children's hospital in Mississippi, we get, um, you know, the kids whose battles are the hardest, I, I would say, as well as, you know, everyday um, needs when a child comes into the hospital. Um, but we have fabulous staff. We have our floors are specialized for different areas of disease or illness. And, um, you know, we see children battling the flu, and then we see children with um, oncology, hematology, um, cystic fibrosis, and everything in between. And so with the the staff that we have um, and our doctors, um, we just uh, make such a tremendous difference in the lives of our children and their families. Um, Day-to-day is different. um, And when we have these groups that come in like this, it just makes um, uh, the atmosphere charged and it motivates. And it motivates the kids. It motivates our staff. Um, and um, it's it's just a really unique place to work, um, but it's an outstanding place to be treated. Well, I know in, in every now and then you see pictures, um, and, and there's nothing like a picture where uh, a hulking six foot four, three hundred and twenty five <laughs> pound defensive end is is sitting next to a five year old playing. Uh, Xbox or something like that. Those are the very best pictures in the world because uh, both of them are having the times of their life. I I know I can I can vouch personally for the care that you get at Bats, and I've had a son that has spent a a couple of stints there. And the irony of this is me having worked in sports radio for fifteen years. There is no amount of money on this earth that their sports information department could take to allow me in the same room, one on one access to Dan Mullen. Um, at one time, but it was once when my son was there that he walked, he walked into the room and it was like four people right there. (laughs) One of them was my wife and my son, me and Dan Mullen. I was just like, 
Well, this is interesting. How's it going, Coach? <laughs> but you see how you're, I, you know, it just makes a difference, doesn't it? It does. Absolutely. Yep. And I like my, my son was too young to really understand football or anything at the time. But, you know, the, the coaches have all of them, when you get to that level and, and all of the hats that you have to wear, you have to have, to some extent, uh, an outgoing and charismatic personality. And, you know, when Coach Mullen came in, you know, it just it, it, it lit up the room. And I'm, oh, I know Hugh Freeze is the same way, and I know Coach Hobson's going to be the same way as well. Yep. Uh, Laurie Hyden with the University of Mississippi Medical Center, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you all so much. And thank the community. I mean, we just couldn't do what we do with, without um, our, our community and these teams that um, do what they do. Well, hey, before we let you go, if somebody wanted to get, wanted to get involved with the hospital or become uh, you know, one of the friends of Bats and Hospital or support the hospital, how, how would they get involved? Sure. They can call me or they can call our direct um, number, 601-984-1000. And all they have to do is say they want to get involved and they will be connected to our volunteer services or more specific if they ask for anything, um, you know, specific. Thanks a lot for coming on with, uh, with us here on MPB Season Pass. The kids are going to have... A uh, different kind of fever this afternoon. A little <laughs> they football, sure are. <laughs> a little football fever. Uh, thanks again, Lori. Thank y'all. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. Hey, welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Coming up next, Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. That's coming up at 11. Our Sam Wells got a chance to catch up with uh, Hugh Freeze and Ross Bjork, uh, two guys who are in demand because of the news and whatnot. Uh, they <laughs> yeah, were... There, were, there were a lot of people at the Ole Miss Rebel reunion on, uh, on Tuesday night, a lot more than I thought would be there. Really? But uh, I guess when uh, you... You see your head football coach who, you know, you support, uh, you know, basically, I don't want to say blindly, but blindly <laughs> for well, all Miss I fans. Mean, look, I mean, they, they beside the fact, the, I mean, look, here's the, here's the bottom line, especially if you are a Rebel fan or a Rebel booster or, you know, alum, whatever. Anything affiliated if with If you're the in the Rebel family, um, strip all this NCAA stuff away. There's, I mean, this is the potential for a big, big year coming up. Oh, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I think that's kind of no getting lost that. in the shuffle. I mean, they're one of three teams that are, you know, widely considered possible winners of the SEC West. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, about you know, preseason uh, magazines put them in the top ten. Yeah, uh, uh, Athlon has them in the top ten. I don't think there's any doubt, other than the ridiculous uh, voting uh, record by the sports information directors around the SEC, <laughs> uh, that Chad Kelly is head and shoulders above any quarterback in the SEC. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, he said himself he thinks he's the best quarterback in the country, and if he plays like he did the last seven games of the year all season, I don't really know how you can not agree with that. Well, I think he, or at least put him I, one based two. off what he's what he did last year. I think he's got as much a uh, uh, he can lay as much claim to that as as anybody. There's a quarterback at Clemson that probably has yeah. Uh, Denar e- Robinson's pretty e- good. Equal footing, yeah. All right, so you were able to catch up with the athletic director and the head coach of Ole Miss football earlier earlier this week, face to face to talk to these guys. And uh, first, uh, you 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 talked with Ross Bjork uh, about uh, the facilities at Ole Miss, which have been in the news a little bit lately. Uh, he had a, a, a big-time coach in the East Division uh, specifically point out that the facilities at the Mississippi schools are better than any in the East Division, which was kind of an eye-opening statement. And uh, this is a little bit about what uh, Ross Bjork said. I was listening to a national sports show the other day, and new coach for Georgia, uh, Kirby Smart, said that uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State both had better facilities than anyone in the East. How does that, I mean, how does that make you feel as well, an athletic director? Yeah, I mean, that from another yeah, yeah, I think you always want validation, you know, from uh, maybe competitors or people from, you know, the industry of college athletics. And so, yeah, I think we've come a long way uh, to, to get where we need to be to compete and to be a, a destination place for recruits and for coaches. You know, that can look long term and say, hey, I can compete at the highest level if I come to Ole Miss. So I didn't hear him say that, but that's uh, that's nice to hear. Yeah. So what do you what, what do you think about that, Jay? I've been saying for grew. the longest time, man, it, yeah. these days <laughs> it's not the size of the stadium. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, Rocky Top, 110,000 seat stadium. You know, why is somebody go play at Ole Miss? It's not the players. It's not the size of the stadium, man. It's what's underneath the stadium. It's what's across the street from the stadium. That that's where people are going to spend. That's where the players are going to spend ninety nine percent of their time. You got to realize how much, how little time in these guys' lives are going to be spent inside the football stadium. So it's what are you doing with everything else? And with that regard, uh, indoor practice facilities, uh, living quarters for the players, uh, nutrition centers, academic centers, in in stadiums and expansion and size of stadiums, uh, state and Ole Miss got into the game 40 years too late. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're not going to catch up until everybody in the league has a castle to play in. And that'll happen <laughs> eventually, but not, well, I don't, maybe not in our lifetime. But this, let me tell you something. When you're talking about facilities and everything else that goes into the, the, the campus life of athletes, State and Ole Miss are not 40 years behind. No. I mean, they, they, they are uh, right up at the front. And that, and that was smart. That was smart. And so, yeah, I mean, that's it's interesting. Saying, that's why they can recruit like they it's can. It's interesting that you bring that up, Jay, because I posed pretty much the same question. I hate tossing to myself, but I, <laughs> I, I posed pretty much the same question to Hugh Freeze and added a little bit of what you just said, and here's his interesting response to it. Coach Curry Smart, Georgia's new coach, said on, uh, I think it was Ryan Rossillo's show the other day, that uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State both have better facilities than anyone in the SEC Eastern Division. Couple that with all the rankings that Ole Miss and Oxford are on, what do you say to people who just cannot believe that a top athlete wants to come to Ole Miss? To play yeah, football? it just continues to baffle me, really. Uh, I say, please come and spend two days, and uh, I think you'll see, especially come spend a game weekend. And... Um, and get to know our staff. I don't think it's that. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to see if you're open-minded and, and you do that. But you know, every 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 program in this league has the attractive qualities. Every one of them, including us. And uh, and I think we do a good job building relationships. So I don't know that you can ever, without unless they're really to come with an open mind and spend a weekend. I don't know that you can really tell, but. Everyone that does sits there and says, you know what, I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, I see what you're talking about. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and, and we had uh, the director of Starfield Tourism on Next Stop Mississippi a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if anyone has been to Starfield recently. You and I have with the championship games a couple of years ago. That, st- that city is incredibly different than it was when I started college. Yeah. And that was not that long ago. And it is incredible downtown. I mean, they have a boutique hotel down there. Awesome shops. I mean, my wife went nuts at this shop uh, down there when we were there for the regional. I thought she was going to come home with a puppy. Um, but it was just can- <laughs> thankfully it was just candles for the house. But uh, I mean, it's uh, it is not the same. Neither one of these towns are the same uh, anywhere close to what they've been uh, when I started uh, college in two thousand and one. So I mean, it's it's uh, it's eye opening and uh, for people that haven't been back and people at other stadiums and other schools uh, that trash Mississippi State and Ole Miss and the state of Mississippi, they don't know what they're talking about because they yeah. haven't been here. It's a lot of jealousy, man. Yeah, that's hate, all there is to haters it. gonna hate. Haters are gonna hate. All right, you uh, you also had a chance to ask Hugh Freeze about the Freeze Foundation, and this is something that does not get talked about very often, and, and it's very interesting, and I'm very interested to hear what, what uh, Hugh Freeze had to say about the Freeze Foundation and a little bit about what they do uh, internationally, but they're also taking a look at what they can do to help people right back here in Mississippi. You talked about the Freeze Foundation in there, yeah. down here in the Jackson area. Of course, Jackson's been in the news with water issues. The Delta's, of course, a pretty yeah. impoverished, impoverished area. The Memphis has been through some uh, some things yeah. up in the area around there. Are you looking to try and do some stuff in Mississippi? Uh, totally. I don't know if I said it in there, but I, we've already agreed we're starting a work in the Delta. Uh, we're, we're almost finished with the complete village in Haiti, and we're pulling out of there and coming in state and going to continue to uh, to to expand the, the orphan orphanages in, in Africa. But we're going to... We're partnering with three different deals and uh, different uh, organizations in Mississippi to start trying to make a really a big impact here. And then uh, finally, you asked him about, uh, and this is interesting, another, <laughs> another tie into Next Stop Mississippi here. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm probably the wrong show, man. But uh, you know, right. but the Freeze Foundation. Let's talk about that for just a okay. second. Uh, in your lifetime, have you ever thought that the Ole Miss football coach or Mississippi State football coach would make enough money that they would be able to have a foundation to give back to the state where they are currently residing? Uh, I mean, that's a Bear Bryant, Alabama, the whole, you know, big, huge celebrity <laughs> kind of thing going on. And that's awesome that he's going to do that. First of all, that he can do that, uh, you know, in other countries. But, uh, you know, we have problems right here at, in the in the state where we live, and it's great that he's going to be able to do that. And make a difference in the in the state of Mississippi. You always love it to, when people who have come from here make it, you know, big time, and then uh, are, are generous with. Well, with I mean, not, back. I mean, not even if whether or not he does it back in the state of Mississippi. I mean, if it is on another continent, I mean, making a difference. Yeah. Either way, I you mean, know? you know, but all I'm saying is that it's it's great to see him. Come and I don't want to come off to like an old Miss Mark here, but for the people that a lot of the people in the media. Are, and look, this is this is Tim Tebow syndrome right here. You know, right? This guy is this guy is open and honest, and uh, his faith is prevalent uh, in his words, and that rubs some people the wrong way. Yeah, it, it, and, and 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 especially with Ole Miss in this controversy with the NCAA right now, they want to they want to take the easy link to call his his faith into question and you know i i just want to say take a look take it take a minute to look at this stuff and talk to him about this stuff and then see if you whether or not you still believe you know whether you question his sincerity yeah or not yeah you know and that's one of the things that you know more so than how people have attacked his program 
more so than how people have attacked, you know, his work ethic. I think when people question his faith or want to call him a, a hypocrite for them being in the situation that they're in, while he's so um, Open. You know, prevalent with his faith um, in public speaking, I think that I think that hurts him personally more than anything. Oh yeah, there's and no I doubt. think that's why. I mean, something you've seen him. He says it. He has looked beaten down. You know, now look at media days. He was he came out much more aggressive. I think because he was trying to address the home base. You know, he's tired of taking all these questions and and deflecting and having to do all this other stuff. I think at media days, you know, and with the SEC car wash that went on this week, I think you know they decided that they were gonna they were gonna turn how it works a little bit, and they were they were not gonna be trying to figure out a way to deflect this stuff because there's nothing they can say about it. You, know, just, you can ask the same question 800,000 different ways. There's just nothing they can say about it right now. Yeah, It's not that they're trying to avoid it. They're not running from it. It is still an active situation. They, can't, they just can't talk about what it legally. Cam, what did Cam Newton say? It's an ongoing investigation. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think they, they wanted to fire up the home the home base. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like with a, what uh, was going on at Media Days, and I, I mean, I did a, a pretty decent job. It's like it. a, a tennis matcher if you want to draw a, 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 a comparison to the Hugh Freeze offense. Uh, they put the pedal down pretty much. They ran the tempo offense in in, uh, in Birmingham. Or they they went on the offensive. They charged the net, so to speak, and didn't let uh, and and wanted to control the conversation. Yeah. But Paul Feinbaum, I think, did introduce him to a new word there. That was pretty funny. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, let's take a break here, and uh, when we come back. We're gonna we're gonna round out today's show with uh, Mike Jones, the athletic director at Mississippi College. the The Choctaws are moving, or they're not moving. They have moved. Change of address complete from the NCAA's Division Three up to Division Two, and uh, a long drawn out process. We're gonna get Mike Jones on the phone, the athletic director at Mississippi College, to talk about the Choctaws' move back to D two and the Gulf South Conference. Right after this quick break, it's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Now we have the athletic director on from Mississippi College, Mike Jones. Coach, good to talk to you again. Thank you for your time this morning. You bet. Good morning to you. We're loading this thing up with Clinton, Jay. <laughs> I mean, it is all Clinton today. It's it a Clinton, great. It's a Clinton Chamber of Commerce day on the show. It is, all, it is unbelievable. We'll have uh, Phil Fisher on next one. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Coach, tell me a little bit about um, uh, how excited you are to, to uh, be full-fledged members of Division Two now. Well, you know, it's been a long time coming, Jay, and, and uh, you know, we are excited as a staff. We're excited as, as alumni. 
our faculty and staff are excited. Our administration is excited, and you know, and of course, our kids are, are really excited. It's just a, it's just a great uh, time for Mississippi College athletics, and uh, we're looking forward. Now, of course, now we've been playing a Division Two schedule, but we we didn't qualify to, to win championships. So, we 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 know what we're we got ahead of us, and we know what we're into. Uh, but now. Uh, getting all the paperwork behind us, and uh, uh, this this makes it uh, much more fun. Uh, <laughs> now, what we got to do is is be winners. And coach, let me ask you a question. But you say everybody's looking forward to it. How's the city of Clinton looking forward to this? The downtown area around around MC is a lot different than it was when I was in high school. Uh, you have three hundred three Jefferson uh, down there. Uh, a lot of other businesses are opening up. Uh, it, it's just a beautiful, a beautiful area, and it is right on top of you guys. So it looks like the city could b- benefit so much with this, with this Division Two move. Of course, Delta State's a big rival that's going to be in the conference and coming to town. So the city has to be just buzzing about this. Well, I, I think that they have embraced it a great deal, and and you know, um, with with the with the uh, us being a member of the of the Gulf South and all the schools that we play, whereas in in, in Division Three, a lot of the schools weren't able to travel, the, their families weren't able to travel. In Division Two, because of how close we are. These schools, they will travel to uh, watch their teams play. So that automatically is going to help the economics in, uh, in, in Clinton because they come, they're going to spend the night, they're going to eat. And so the city, I think, has is, is certainly embraced it. Uh, I think it's going to be good for the city uh, as well as Mississippi College. It's got to help out with recruiting too, Coach. Because sorry, I just keep hitting it, hitting it again. But you got Clinton High School right there with one of the bigger, uh, you know, recruiting uh, bases that MC could have. And I know D three maybe without uh, so much scholarship uh, opportunity, but now with Division two, you can offer that. Uh, absolutely, in, in in all the metro area, the you know the schools, and we in in uh, you know last year we 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 signed several kids. Uh, in the Jackson area that we have not been able to to uh, attract uh, while we were Division Three, not because uh, Division Three was bad, but because that they couldn't come to come to our school without having financial support, and and so uh, we we're able to do that, uh, and so we're, we're excited about that, and and you know. Uh, And I think that we're going we're going to do that. And our coaches uh, they realize that and understand that. All right, tell us a little bit about the logistical hoops you have to jump through to go from non scholarship D three to athletic academic scholarship Division two. Uh, that's that's when compliance becomes a much more serious deal and everything else like that. And and staying within the NCAA's guidelines is a much more important deal. Tell us about what all you had to do as an athletic department to streamline the process. Well, the biggest single thing is compliance, and, and uh, of course, we all had to learn uh, the Division Two rules, which uh, they're much different uh, than, than Division Three. Division Two is more on line of Division One rules, uh, so we had to learn that, and and we had to put together compliance manuals, student athlete handbooks, and the best practices. They they want the NCAA wants that everything in writing about everything that you do. 
from emergency procedures to to in other words if someone if if, if I fell dead today uh and somebody could walk in here and they could be able to know what the athletic director does, and they want that to happen in every area of athletics uh from from the uh, rules perspective to training to recruiting to everything and and that's financial aid uh the registrar in other words all that we put in writing in a, a policy procedures manual uh and it's pretty pretty in depth and and uh and we spent a lot of time on doing that because you have to have the best practices for the ncaa also, you know, we've had to add some staff, and, and uh, as, as we talked the other day, some of the things that that uh, grandfathered in with the old schools, uh, of course, you know, I coached basketball for a long time here, but <laughs> if, if if I was going to coach basketball, uh, I either had to be a basketball coach or athletic director. I could not be both. Right, wow. Uh, our, our, we had to have a full-time uh, co- uh, compliance director. That's all that they do is compliance. And so, and they can't coach. So there's there's a lot more restrictions as far as staff is concerned. We are a strength and conditioning coach, and so, you know, it's it's just much diff- much more difficult to get into Division Two now than when we when we were in Division Two uh, the last time. Well, Coach, we certainly do uh, congratulate you on finishing the the four. Uh, at least officially four year uh, behind the scenes, probably much longer than that four year process of moving from D3 to D2. And as we get closer to football season and uh, when school gets back in, we'll have you again to talk a little bit more about athletics going on at MC. We appreciate it, Coach. You got it. And thank you all. And go Choctaws. There you go. Coach Mike Jones, athletic director at Mississippi College, talking to us about the Choctaws jump uh, from Division Three to Division Two. We're on Twitter at Choctaw Sports, by the way. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for that for uh, for Clinton. Uh, well, I mean, just, uh, I mean the, it's just going to be great. Yeah, the, the, the athletes – uh, the competition's going to be a little bit bigger, faster, brighter. Um, you know, it, it, there's going to be, as he mentioned, more uh, bigger named players that you'll see on Friday nights are going to stay at home uh, and play at Mississippi College. I mean, it's just you see it at Delta State already with their football program, their baseball program, their basketball program. I don't know how Delta State is like so phenomenal at every sport they play. And that's the league MC's going into. Well, they're going into the SEC of Division II Athletics, the Gulf yeah. South Conference. Man, I mean, it's it's their home. It's where they came from. But, man, there's no favors jumping into that league. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's going to be tough, but they'll be all right. All right, you talked to Hugh Freeze uh, about the uh, Delta Blue Gene Company. Now, the Blue Delta Blue Gene De- Company. Okay. Yeah. It, he is the um, – He's an ambassador for He's them. an ambassador. So uh, a football we, coach, yeah. So we, we an we, ambassador. We had these for guys. Blue jeans. We had these guys on uh, Next Stop Mississippi, and it is just a, it's a crazy company that uh, is in Mississippi. You know, so we asked him about it. They they make uh, they make they they make custom fit jeans, Jay, and they do it right here in Tupelo, and uh, they have a shop on the square in Oxford. So uh, Hugh Freeze, Dan Mullen, both ambassadors. So we asked you, uh, you know, well, well, here's what we asked him. We have a couple of uh, shows, show about tourism, and we featured the Blue Delta Jean Company, and they got a, that's uh, my guys, man. That's your man, that's your guys. They got great jeans. They have awesome jeans, and they got a pair yeah, of jeans that are powder blue helmet color. I mean, how uh, do you ever think uh, growing up in Independence that you'd be an inspiration for a jean? Well, first of all, I never thought I would have a pair of fitted jeans. I mean, I, I would have laughed at people when I was raised in Independence that, but now I would say to everybody, go order you one pair of Delta of Blue Delta jeans. 
and you will not regret it. You will absolutely love them and uh, incredible people, Mississippi people, and uh, that believe in, in doing good work here in the state. Love those guys. Nick and Nick is a tremendous guy and uh, can't say enough good things about them. So there you go. I, I need to try it out because I have the shortest legs in history. Oh, man. They're, uh, you know, what is it, the second anniversary? It's cotton. You, the gift of cotton or whatever. All right, yeah. So my, me and my wife are going to get a pair of them things. They're, oh, wow. they're, they, they look fantastic. All right. So try it's, it out. Uh, it's funny, though. Like I said, you never think uh, you're growing up in Independence, Mississippi, you're going to be an ambassador for a fitted jean company. Right. Our thanks to Brittany Wagner from East Mississippi Community College, Laurie Hyden from the University of Mississippi Medical Center, Coach uh, Freeze and Ross Bjork from Ole Miss, and Mike Jones from Mississippi College for coming up on today's season pass. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Jimmy Stewart is next on Think Radio.